Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk about a topic today that might sound utterly unfascinating, but is actually really important. I want to talk to you about the vendors you choose. I'm talking about your workers' compensation carrier, your leave of absence administrator, your background check company, your payroll company, your IT vendor, your employment lawyer. All right, you gotta pick people who know what they are doing, number one, and also who understand the intricacies of your business. Let me tell you what I mean. Just about every conference I go to, somebody asks me about workers' compensation leaves of absence. And any of you who know me know that I will tell those folks there is no such thing as a workers' compensation leave of absence. There's nothing in the workers' compensation law that gives anybody the right to take time off. That comes from the Family and Medical Leave Act, the California Family Rights Act, or as a reasonable accommodation. Yet, when you talk to your workers' compensation carrier, they will often tell you, don't terminate anyone who's on workers' compensation leave. And that makes my hair stand on end because it doesn't exist. All right? It is really important to understand that even though the carrier is allegedly on your side— Okay, they aren't. And I don't mean this in any way negatively towards people who are workers' compensation adjusters or companies that are workers' compensation carriers. Everybody has a job to do. They do a great job at what they do. But what you have to understand is they're not practicing employment law. They are doing what is best for them to keep their rates down to pay less in a settlement. So they will tell you, don't ever fire someone who's on workers' compensation leave, but that doesn't exist. They don't know what they're talking about. You have to understand that if you let your workers' compensation cost or your workers' compensation potential 132A claim, we know that's Labor Code Section 132A, retaliation for pursuing a workers' compensation claim or reporting a work-related injury or illness, you're letting the tail wag the dog, okay? It is a much more expensive proposition to face an employment law claim than it is to deal with a slight increase in your workers' compensation mod rate. Now, Before you drive off the road or miss a beat on your Peloton while you're listening to this podcast because you think I've just said something that's basically akin to heresy, understand where I'm coming from here, folks. You have to know what your vendors are doing. And you got to know that that workers' compensation carrier, they don't care about the Family and Medical Leave Act or the California Family Rights Act or the Fair Employment and Housing Act or Title VII or the Americans with Disabilities Act. 
They're going to try to get the claim settled for as least as possible and get out, which is why many of them won't even help you get a global release of claims. They want you to pay a bunch of money, but they don't even want to help you get a general release. And they will tell you it's because the workers' compensation judge at the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board won't let that happen. Not the case. You can absolutely have a release that is a global release, but you have to do it the right way. So with workers' compensation carriers, you got to know what you're doing. Leave of absence vendors. It blows my mind when I work with huge companies, okay, that have retained vendors to do leaves of absence management, and they say things to the client like, well, you know, there's a maximum of 12 months of leave under the ADA. No, there isn't. We all know that it actually violates the law to have a leave cap. Or they will tell you the interactive process must be conducted fully in writing. You're not allowed to talk to an employee when they're on a leave of absence. Baloney, yes, you are. You have to. You're engaging in the interactive process. You're trying to figure out what is it that this employee needs or this applicant wants related to their disability. So don't listen to that. You're going to get a background check vendor who's going to send you information from 20 years ago, but you know that you generally can't use that information. And they'll even have you sign a form that says, if we violate the law, that's your problem. We're not going to indemnify you if we screw up and you're going to indemnify us if anybody thinks we screwed up. So you better pick the right vendor. You better pick somebody who knows about background checks, who understands the law, who understands that there's a process you have to follow when you get a background check that says something about an applicant that you don't like or you don't think is appropriate for the job. Someone's going to be a truck driver and they've got 12 DUIs in the past three years. Guess what? You're not going to hire them. But there's a process you have to go through. And are you even allowed to rely on those older convictions? Depends on what state you're in. In California, you're going to be hard-pressed. Payroll timekeeping vendors. These are the folks who tell you, oh, yeah, we can do any overtime calculation. Our wage statements are always going to be compliant. You know, in California, we have Labor Code Section 226. It requires a number of items be included on the wage statements. And if you don't do it, if you have a, even a technical violation, you're going to face a claim under the Private Attorneys General Act, PAGA. You don't want to do that. Those are the cases that can cost millions of dollars for a $4 error on somebody's pay stub. You have to pick a vendor that knows what they're doing, that is complying with the law where you do business. If you are a California employer, there is not much on your plate as an HR person that is more important than your payroll company. And if you do it internally, you better make sure you've got some whizzes in your accounting department. Because when you start having employees who are paid incentives or commission or flat rate bonuses or they're paid piece rate, and you've got to figure out how to add in their appropriate regular rate of pay to make the overtime calculation come out right, you better know what you're doing.
And if you're paying somebody to do this work for you, they better know what they're doing. And here's what I think happens, you guys. Happens to me all the time in my life. I'm busy. I'm a single mom. I'm always dealing with some contractor who's screwing up or somebody who was supposed to come do my pest control who went to the wrong house or somebody who was supposed to fix my car and forgot to put the oil back in after the oil change. Okay, anything like that can happen. It will happen to yours truly, I guarantee you. And I always sit back and think, why does this happen? I'm, I'm too busy to deal with these issues. I, I don't have enough time. And it's not just me, obviously. Everybody's too busy. So when somebody's at a conference and they tell you, hey, my name's Bart and I have the best payroll company in the world. Do we know California law? You bet we do. Backwards and forwards and up and down. But by the way, you should sign this agreement that says if we screw it up, we're not responsible. That doesn't work for me. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be able to negotiate with Paylocity or ADP. They, they got a contract. You're going to have to live with it. But you know what you're going to need to do is you're going to have to make sure you have got everything in writing. We have so many clients, you guys, who have had conversation after conversation with these payroll companies. All right. And they've told them exactly what they want. This is what how the overtime rate should show up on the wage statement, because this is how California law requires it. And they don't do it. The payroll company keeps saying, oh, yes, yes, we're on it. We have a team on that. We're rolling it out and nothing ever happens. And then the client gets sued. And then we try to go to the payroll company, Ceridian, and they say, oh, we're sorry, we didn't really get around to that. We couldn't really do that. We thought we could make a wage statement that complied with California law, but maybe we couldn't. Now, I want to say right here on this podcast, I am not assailing Ceridian or ADP or Paycom or Paylocity or anybody else. Okay, we do work on pay stubs every single day. We do pay stub audits for numerous clients. We know exactly what the pay stub should look like. And we help our clients navigate that by writing emails and giving examples and making sure these companies know what we expect. By the way, they don't want to do it wrong. They don't want to get you in trouble. But most of these organizations are big. They have people who come and go. They don't really understand what the law requires, particularly in states like California, New York, New Jersey, where things are really complicated when it comes to wage hour compliance. So what I want you to do between now and the end of the year is I want you to write down every outside vendor you use. And then I want you to take a couple of days thinking about each one of them and creating a pro-con list. What do they do for you that's really good? And what do they do for you that's not so hot? And then I want you to evaluate, do you feel like they know what they're doing? Do you feel confident do your questions get answered reasonably quickly? And if you can't answer yes to these questions, it may not be the right vendor for you. I can't tell you which is the best payroll company, which workers comp insurer will do the best job for you, which background check company isn't going to muck it up. Because you know what? It's not AI, folks. It's not artificial intelligence. These are people doing this work. Some of them are good and some of them aren't. But you have to use caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware. 
You've got to go in and say, okay, what am I expecting from you? Have an open mind, be kind, be respectful. I get passionate about this issue because so many of our clients have been sued. And it is so frustrating when you watch a client go through months and months of setup with a new payroll company, trying to get everything right, trying to dot every I and cross every T. And the payroll company, all the way until they signed the contract, said, yes, yes, we can do it. And then they tell you a year later, we were wrong, we can't. Be careful. Talk to each other. Use each other as resources. If you own a car dealership and you know that you've got 17 different forms of incentives and you've got an overtime program that is super complicated and you pay people piece rate in certain parts of your organization, you got to get an expert. That's a lot different than the person that works at the ice cream parlor. They always make $17 an hour. No matter what they do, that's what it is. That's simple. But the rest of this is not simple. So I want you to take some time, make that pro-con list. Call your vendor about the things on your con list. And don't forget to tell them about the things they're doing right. And then ask them that they can fix the things that are really worrying you. And if they can't, start looking for a new vendor. And beware when the old vendor says to you, oh, no, 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 we can fix it. You know what, buddy? The proof's in the pudding. Show me that you can fix it. Prove to me that you can do it. Otherwise, I'm going to find somebody who can. So be careful. Sometimes when you're looking at a bright, shiny penny, it's not worth as much as you think it is. You got to take a deep breath. We are so busy. We are so overcommitted. We are all multitasking times 100. But when you're choosing a vendor, you got to choose the right one. Take a step back. Think about who's on your team. Are they good players? Are they on the all-star team? Are they not? And if you don't think they can fix it, start looking around. Figure out what company out there, what vendor out there is going to make it work and go after them. Everyone, thank you so much for listening here today. I love this podcast. I love that all of you are listening and supporting us. Don't forget to send us ideas for topics. We've got a bunch of great new webinars on our website. Don't forget to check those out. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy this nice fall day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.